Be that positive voice in your group. We can do it. Just get your life together first. <laughs> tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Welcome to episode five of the GoCast podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about what happened this past week with Lucky Pokemon, because it's kind of a dramatic story. The upcoming research for August, how to get Alolan Raichu, hint it's in rates, all about Raikou, and more. My name is Christopher Puner, and with me I'm joined by the one, the only Ness. Hello. Hey, Kyle is not with us this week because we couldn't really figure out a time where all three of us are going to be available at the same time. Ness and I kind of have a family vacation deal going on this weekend. We're out of town. So it's just the two of us. Sorry for all the Kyle fans out there. But hey, Ness, let's talk about our past week in Pokemon Go. How'd Mm -hmm. it go for you? Good. I leveled up again. I'm now level 34. The new raid bosses came out. I've done those. Found out I cannot solo Alolan Raichu. A little bit disappointing. I'm not there yet. Maybe you can after today. Maybe. Maybe after we talk about that, I can get my coordinated some raids at work and kept working on my decks. So nothing too exciting. What are you at dex-wise? I don't think we've ever actually talked about this, but I I would love for us to actually talk about it number-wise. I was also reading a lot of the Pokedex edges. They get really great with Gen. First Gen is, that's that's Pretty basic, you understand. Right, right. They get really sassy on the side of that one. A Pokemon. Okay. Okay, fair enough. All right, so in your Pokedex, what are you sitting at for your Kanto decks? 140. 140. Mm-hmm. Okay. And notable holes are what? Um, Venusaur, Fable. It's mostly just evolutions that I don't have. Just, uh, Ooh. That Ooh. first. Uh, Mr. Mime. Yes. Dragonite, Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan. Let's so say if you had Some Kangaskhan. of the regionals and then some of the evolutions that I wasn't able to get because certain days, but really not too much. We There's filled out your legendary list already, mm-hmm. so it's just a couple of things that you'll find them as we go into different biomes if we travel right. around. What are, what are you at? Uh, 149. I'm okay. only missing Mr. Mime and Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan mm-hmm. uh, so I really need to find somebody to trade with. And then I'm pretty much done with my can't. Right. As far as Johto goes, what are you sitting at? 78. 78? Mm-hmm. I've... I don't even know what my gaps are because I haven't seen them. And okay. I, I don't know, like as most of you know, I don't know beyond first generation that well. So they're just numbers to me. I don't know what they are. Right. Well, some of them are also regionals or rotated out. What are you at with Johto? For Johto, I'm at 92. Okay. I still need my Typhlosion because I'm embarrassed that I keep forgetting to spend my rare candy on them. I keep dumping all my rare candy into my mm-hmm. Machamps, which mm-hmm. is not an unworthy use no. of rare candies. But no. I mean, you know Mewtwo is never going to be your top psychic fighter, but it's nice to have just for the sake of it. Yeah, except that Mewtwo is top of DPS charts or near the top of DPS charts as far as almost anything. If you have a hole in your lineup, having a powered up Mewtwo really that's kind not, of the way yeah, to go. Yeah, that's not a bad way to go. Um, and then as far as Hoenn goes... I'm uh, at 109. I'm at 115. So we're mm-hmm. pretty close on that one. Yeah. I don't have a Guard of War yet. Still working on that. And then a lot of the holes are from things that have been risked yet. I mm-hmm. don't have a Lunatone. I, I've apparently seen a Lunatone. I know where to get them and what time. I just don't wake up early enough. Yes, I've seen a Lunatone as well and have one. Mm-hmm. Your past week was just kind of leveling up. Congratulations yeah. on the level up. Thank you. It was really. it was pretty basic. Nothing too exciting. Sure. Just grinding at it. Sure. Uh, did some trades. Did some of the lucky Pokemon trades. That was probably the most exciting. Was one what that... lucky Pokemon did you end up getting? I ended up getting... I have a Fero, a Magneton, a Rapidat, a Hypno, and a Kadabra. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. You should get the Kadabra up. That'll be really useful. And Alkazam as Lucky is pretty great. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Lucky in a little bit here. For Lucky, for me, I got an Alolan Sand Slash that's from you, a Hypno that's right. also from you, and then a Rapidash that's also from you. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, really traded with anybody else because nobody at my work plays Pokemon Go. So well. I aside from getting those three lucky Pokemon from my apparently very lucky wife, mm-hmm. I did break my original low ball goal, which was breaking over my one million barrier out of my 2 million that I need to get to level 30. So I'm at 1 million and some change, like 30,000 mm-hmm. or what have. I'm on my way. I'm very excited about getting to level 37. But beyond that, I've actually been working on my Gym Defender badge. Right. Or sorry, right. my Gym Defender medal. I keep calling them badges. And I'm sitting at 947 out of 1,000 because I really want to get that Gym Leader top. And I'm really upset with myself that I didn't spend more time earlier on in this game sitting in gyms. And well, back more... when it started, it was a different gym model. You could train in gyms. There could be up to 10 different tiers in the gym. Right, but there's lots of time since they redid the gym model. Then I also didn't spend oh, okay. time sitting in gyms. Sure. It wasn't until probably about two months ago that you and I started realizing there was stuff that we could be doing sitting in gyms and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I make it a priority before I leave the sub to go to the gyms down the street, dump one of my guys in there during the day. I'm at 7,000. Hey, you're hot on my heels. Yeah. You really are. It's, uh, because- it's true. You have There's like four nearby mm-hmm. you that you can just dump them in. But those are also highly contested gyms during the day. That's, that's very true. They are my gyms. <laughs> Absolutely. Beyond that, I don't think I did very much. I'm very excited about some of the stuff that's coming down the pipeline for Pokemon Go, namely filling in our decks moving forward. We'll talk about all of that in a little bit here. But before we move on to the news, and there's a couple of interesting tidbits to go through today. Before we move on to the news, though, I'd like to remind everybody that if you're listening to the show and you enjoy it, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or we're also on Google Play Music. We're on Spotify. You can find us there. Give us a follow, a subscribe. And more importantly, it'd be really awesome if you guys left us a review if you think that we weren't one. Uh, It really helps out the show. It doesn't cost you anything but 10 seconds of your time. So please do that and we'll love you forever. Yes, I'm sitting here. We just ordered a whole bunch of Pokemon plushies, the Ditto as other Pokemon. The Pokemon is sitting here petting ball baby Ditto Electrode. (laughs) Yeah, your Ditto was Electrode. The Ditto was Electrode one is the one that's the most popular, I believe. Yeah, there's a Twitter for it that you can follow Right, and it's hilarious. It's It's so great. We also went, so we got the Ditto as Electrode. We got a Ditto as... Ditto. Well, yeah. And we got a Ditto as Snorlax. We got the Alola Wack, and we have an Executor away. On the way. I'm very excited for the for the little tall boy. The little tall boy. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be real cute. Oh no, his next poseable. So what's not to love about that? Oh, that's exciting. It is. I think it's gonna wire through it. I'll have to take pictures. That'll be great. Yeah, that'll be great. (laughs) Cool. So let's move into which is probably the hottest conversational topic in the world of Pokemon Go for this past week. It it is the Chronicles of Lucky Pokemon. What an up and down that was. Oh my goodness! What an emotional roller coaster this has been. Some people are angry. Some Mm -hmm. people are happy. Some people are all of those things. I know you and I went through. Yeah. Yeah, We we kind of went through the gamut of emotions. It's it's a very I don't want it controversial isn't the word it's just a very erratic update I feel like as far as the community goes so one thing I do want to say before we get started here is that the day after we posted our episode we got a little bit more confirmation or specification on what lucky Pokemon were going to be so on our previous episode we mentioned that yes it could change but to our knowledge at that point in time the most recent information had been that lucky Pokemon looks like they were going to take zero stardust to level up and just be a candy sink and we had a conversation all about that if you don't know what we're talking about go back and listen to episode four we have a long conversation about that but it turns out that now that the update is live and the feature is live 
Lucky Pokemon take half Stardust to power up. So all the points about it being a candy sink and all that stuff are still valid. It's just not quite as fantastical. It also takes less candy, though. So it's less candy Stardust. It doesn't take any. Uh-huh. It does? You want to talk about what happened this past week with this? Because it was kind of a roller coaster up and down a little bit. Yeah. So we heard about the Lucky Pokemon. We saw it in the APK updates that they were doing that it was going to happen. Everybody's speculating about it. We were all excited. You know what it was at that point in time. And then Niantic was tweeting and posting about Lucky Pokemon, which kind of inferred that it was when there was a forced update. So it, it pushed the update through again, which had a news briefing that kind of seemed like it was live. So people started trading their Pokemon. We heard that the older the Pokemon, the more likely it was to be lucky. So a lot of people were trading away their 2016 Pokemon that they had on their rosters that had just been sitting there for a few years. And then we found out a little bit later when Pokemon Go retweeted that Pokemon Go wasn't letting lucky Pokemon be live yet at that point in time. So a lot of people were really upset. Um, we jumped on the band right away and traded a bunch of our 2016 Pokemon. Didn't get any luckies from it. We're a little bit disappointed now that we traded them for no reason, as it were. The update hadn't gone live. A lot so, of people were upset about yeah, that. Yeah, there was a big storm on Twitter and on the social media sites. Inappropriate communication on that end. The 25th is what did end up going live for real all over the place. Every their lucky Pokemon trades. IVs do re-roll, but they seem to be better. There seems to be a sort of basement, at least 10. After looking it up, and I'm, I've looked at a couple of different articles and a couple of different posts and conversations, it's kind of all over the board. But there is no official communication right. or research that says that you use less candy to power up a Pokemon. The 50% Stardust is a set percentage, but it seems like people are kind of up in the air about the candy. I, I bet. feel like this up... like it, it, it definitely was. It was a fun idea. It's to look at. You get sparkly, shiny things It in looks your like decks. a holographic card it from does. the TCG. It's very cute, but there isn't enough consistency and backing to it. Just don't... Right. That being said, I know that on the Silk Road, because I subscribe to their subreddit and look on the website pretty much daily today. I know that they're currently collecting research to give us some more of those useful infographics and stuff like that. And when they come out, we'll definitely talk about the research findings Mm -hmm. on a future show. But as of right now, there is little to no information that is like statistically air quotes proven about anything. The only thing that is for sure is that the more time a Pokemon spends in your storage, trade it, the more likely that it'll become lucky. And when it becomes lucky, the other Pokemon that you trade, there's never going to be a case where you trade one and one becomes lucky and one doesn't. They both become lucky. So here's some of the strategies around trading these lucky Pokemon as well, is that if you want to trade... If you want to have a greater chance of having a Pokemon caught in 2018, become lucky. You want to trade it with somebody that'll trade you something in 2016, you have a better chance. Again, no guarantee that that 20... Right. It seems like people are having greater odds of you Pokemon if older. Pretty much the only strategy right now is to hedge your bets. Until, again, we find out more information moving forward that we'll figure that out. So how do you feel about the lucky impact you at all, Air? So here's the thing. As somebody that is doing a living dex with different forms and stuff like that, you might ask yourself, Chris, are you also going to try to get a lucky version of every single Pokemon? The answer is no. Do that. That seems... Ugh. I think it's a really neat feature. And I think it's brilliant of them to do because it's going to motivate people to continue to use the trading feature mm-hmm. even after they've completed their Pokedex and all these other things. It okay. gives you a reason to trade Vaporeons with a friend. It gives you a reason to trade random old Pokemon that you may mm-hmm. or may not still have with a friend for a chance to get lucky because if you're going to be a competitive player, lucky Pokemon saves you so much Stardust and Stardust see, is the currency. But here, here's the way I see it. I'm kind of on the edge with lucky Pokemon. I think it's neat. It's cute. It looks nice. I don't think it's really going to impact the way I play though just because with the odds I don't want to be trading my great Pokemon 
away, not being able to get it back, potentially getting a reroll that's lower than what I gave, and still having to dump a whole bunch of Stardust in it, and having to pad with potentially that 2016 Pokemon, which is a really low CP, Yeah. instead of trading something with a higher CP. I mean, yes, it's half the Stardust, but you're probably going to be dumping twice as much into it at that point in time. Yeah, but the low CP thing is situational. Yeah. It won't always be CP. I know, and then but the I reroll, mean, if it gets lucky, it's much more likely to have a higher IV. Yes, I think it's just too much of an odds game for me, and I don't do well with odds. I don't I have great luck a lot of the time, so I, I don't like investing my luck into things like that for strategy. So I think I might trade every once in a while for lucky. I don't think I will trade for strategy when it comes to lucky Pokemon, though. So for me, it's, it's a fun feature, but I don't need it, and it's not really going to impact the way I play. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, yeah. I mean, it just like every feature in this game, you can tell a feature is good or bad if people have a range of opinions on it. Right. If everybody says it's good, then it's something that should have been part of the game to begin with, and definitely. But if it's something that everybody says it's bad, then I don't think that's it's terrible. bad. I, think I don't think it's bad. I either. think it's just messy right now. It's we, kind we of, don't know anything about it. It's kind of still being put together, and it just potentially has zero impact in the way people play depending this was kind of the thing with the capture rates and stuff as soon as the game came out people weren't sure like curveballs meant anything there was no tutorial game on how to throw curveballs stuff like that this like every other feature in the game Mm -hmm. with research with groups that potentially could be good yeah data mining and stuff it will become another aspect of the game that is tried and true maybe practiced we know what to expect we'll have our percentages and we'll be less gambling Mm-hmm. in the future hopefully maybe hopefully. but yeah anyway the feature is out yes it is live for sure yes don't feel afraid to trade your old pokemon now feel free to do so that'll be great if you guys have a good experience or if you guys have lucky pokemon that you're excited about send us an email at mail at gocastpodcast.com yeah or tweet it at us send us a screenshot let us know what day you sent it or what day you caught it so we know we'd love to see what you guys got that'd be awesome one of the other things i'm really excited about with stardust though is that you can get stardust in gifts now that has been great because I have been so against opening my gifts because they just take up space. The gifting has been great, but I have so many friends and opening gifts has been a burden, I guess, where I've been having to track my inventory and throwing things away. But now that there's right. Stardust, I'm more excited to open them because I want that Stardust for trades and for powering on. So I think that was a good move. I think so, too. So you can get in a bundle, and mm-hmm. there's like three bundles per gift that you can open. Mm-hmm. There's a chance to get a bundle of 100 Stardust. So you can get a total, if you get three bundles, you can get 300 Stardust in a gift, which is actually That's a pretty nice. fair amount of yeah. Stardust. And they do stack with star pieces. So if mm-hmm. you're going to open up a bunch of gifts and you are strapped for Stardust, go ahead and pop a star piece. Well, remember, you can only open workout. 20 gifts a day. That's so true. even if you're yes. opening a whole bunch and it's Christmas every single day, you can still only do 20 a day, yes. which is a bummer. We also now receive XP for sending gifts. Yes. Which is great. 200 XP, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you can also now delete gifts from yes. your inventory, which, which is, is huge. Nice. So if you have a bunch of gifts from places that you don't really want to send them from, which is another part of the an update that happened this week. Mm-hmm. With the update that rolled out, talked about a lot of the things that were coming in the last episode on Twitter about it. You can now actually see exactly where these Pokestops are getting their gifts from, which is kind of cool. What you can do is you can actually click on the postcard. So before you could see the postcard and it had a nickname of the Pokestop, you could picture it really neat. Now, if you actually click on the postcard, you can get to a Google Maps function that will actually give you directions to that Pokestop, which some people think is really neat because you can kind of see exactly where things are. 
I'm a little bit wary about it. I know a lot of other players are a bit wary about it because that definitely amps up the safety cons that are in the game. Right. So, I mean, with us, with a lot of other players, you know, there's Pokestops by our house. There's Pokestops where frequent. we work that we yeah. frequent. Yeah. And when you're adding friends from Discord or from Reddit or from different communities that you're not necessarily personal friends with, but, you know, it's good to have raid partner trading, you know, whatever you're using the friend benefits for, you don't necessarily want those people to have directions to your house or your place of work or those Pokestops that you do frequent. I think that's an update that nobody was really asking for, and we're not quite sure why it happened. I know some of the Pokemon Go users have been said, cool, just monitor what you're doing. But at the same time, I don't think something that should have had to monitor. Right. The general consensus online is that, like you said, nobody was really asking for it. So we're kind of confused as to where the feature came from. But at the same time, the value of it is rather obvious, but not for a good enough reason for the potential breach of security and privacy that you might have. The benefit is supposed to be that if you have a Pokestop, it's like Green Bench. And there's, or if you're in a cemetery and it's like headstone. Yes. Headstone. You can find where it is. You know exactly which one it is and where it is in a a large park. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you also know exactly where that playground is or that mailbox is. And I mean, arguably, you could have found the Pokestops before you did some digging, but this really just gives people a direct pathway to that it is. They don't even have to leave the app. Right. They just so, go to the map for right. it, and that's it. So with, you know, younger players, again, there's the issue of people following those routes in the younger players. Or for older players. And man. for older players. Yeah. I mean, I'm not comfortable with people where I am all the time. I'd like to... A lot of people are saying, well, you need to be monitoring your playing, and you need to be watching those younger players. And I think that just adds a lot, a level of security that we didn't really need to worry about with the game. It's interesting because the classic gamer demographic in this game are so used to being anonymous online. Yes. That this is much more of a breach of trust for them than those players that started playing Pokemon with this game mm-hmm. and use it as a way to enhance what they were already doing outside meetings and stuff like that. Like, right. this is a less of a concern to them. I just think it's a super unnecessary feature. <laughs> I agree. Nobody I agree. asked for it. There was nobody anywhere that's like, I would like walking directions to this Pokestop that somebody sent me from Kate's Away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's... Yeah, kind so, of all over the board. Yeah, so we're going to post some tips and tricks. Stay safe. Your friend loves use all of these update advantage. But for now, just keep in mind that when you're sending gifts from different locations, you're sending them to delete those gifts if you're not comfortable sending from people. Right. Make sure friends are the stranger danger grew up. Yeah, stop posting your friend codes on Twitter just to get your friend list filled up. I understand that you want to maximize what you can get out of friends with the 200 people and rotating groups of 20 and stuff like that. But maybe maybe that's not a great idea, at least until they figure out some sort of way for people to opt out of that. Yeah. Which I think is ultimately the solution. The next piece of news is something that we forgot to do last week. Events. Alolan eggs can now also hatch Alolan Geodude and Alolan Diglett. Which everyone... The Alolan eggs, I feel like... Oh boy, here we go. They have reached a level of frustration, a lot of players, because they are 7k eggs that you get from gifts, uh, and they are designated to Alolan forms. But now, you know, you have to walk 7k and you get a rat. (laughs) Yeah, people are really mad about this, and rightfully so, considering the fact that Alolan Ratata is still available in the wild. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't available in the wild anymore, I could see... But it's that's not the See it's another it's another like catch twenty two with opening friend gifts now is if I have an open egg space, I do not open friend gifts until I can fill it with a Pokestop egg that's ten K or two K because I don't want to I, right. I don't want the Alolan eggs anymore. Because even the two K eggs that you're getting out of stops right now, all of them 
basically are useful in some sort of right. way or a good chance at a shiny most of the time. I don't want Alolan eggs anymore. I Not just, really. I don't want them. Yeah. So either give us a way to trash our egg or mm-hmm. change up the Alolan egg thing because it's thrown a lot of us for a loop. At least those of us that have been playing a lot. I understand there's a lot of players out there that are still like, wait, 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 wait. I don't get my Alolan Vulpix yet. Like, don't do that mm-hmm. yet. Like, get out there, hatch some eggs, get that thing out of the way so that the rest of us can move on with our lives, please. <laughs> but also like, maybe there needs to be some sort of workaround because there's so many other great benefits to gifting and mm-hmm. the social aspect of the game should not be held back because of a fear of a gift that we don't want right isn't that how first world consumerism works anyway pretty much yeah that's how it works <laughs> this but is all, this is a this free game, is game really so. bringing it out in, in the best of us right now <laughs> but yeah i mean there's so many pros and cons to gifting the eggs just make it a little bit more frustrating that pushes you onto the con side the stardust pushes you back the postcard sends you to the other side. I mean, there's so many things yeah. back in. Yeah. Well, another thing people were talking about is these postcards. Before, when they were just innocent pictures of things that were pretty, mm-hmm. people wanted to have a scrapbook of them. That would be cool if they had a book. I think so, too. Um, or some way for you to at least go back and look at them, even if they're not organized yeah, in any way. Them from- yeah. Or if you went to a friend like, this is the history of things received from this friend. That'd be pretty sure. cool. Uh, maybe that's More a little cataloging. bit rigid. Yeah. Something More journaling. Like that. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's all we're going to talk about. Yeah, this, the updates this past week were basically just social implications of mm-hmm. previous things and what to look out for. Uh, but the exciting event that's coming up that we're going to talk about is next month's special research, yes. which is going to be Ryko. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're getting the legendary dogs back. Ness and I were sleeping when they came out the first time, but we didn't get them at all. Yes. By sleeping, I mean, we, didn't, we weren't playing. We might have actually been physically sleeping. We were coma for years. Yeah, but neither of us have... And I know that Kyle doesn't know as well. I'm pretty, sh- pretty sure. I don't know. I don't. We. Had, I, don't I think. Know. I think it's the case. I'm just. Gonna, Alex has them. I know. Yeah, no, Alex does. But we don't have any of the three legendary dogs: Raiko, right. Entei, or Suicune. I'm a big fan of all three of those. Mm-hmm. Even talking about them nonstop since I started playing again. Yes, yeah, so I'm. Like, I don't well, even I know what relevancy to... those had in conversation, but you found it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I find a way. You were just really excited I about find them. A way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here they so are. So Crystal's my favorite version right. of the main series games, and that one is all about Suicune and following Suicune and finding Suicune and Suicune and Suicune. I am so excited for these to finally be in my Pokedex. Not only that, but Raikou is the best meta electric attacker yes. in mm-hmm. the game. Who isn't excited for that? So the question is, I mean, these are legendary dogs. So you'd be able to put them in gyms. No, they're legendaries. I know. But I mean, just based on the rotation, I don't know what they're doing with putting legendaries. There's so many that you can't use. And that's the only problem. Well, you with... can't use any of them. I know. That's the only problem with, you know, having all of these fun legendaries is they are just dex fillers and so... gym battlers. Because now my Pokedex is filling up with pokemon that i can't use right exactly for half the game yeah because i'm not gonna i have like what 19 articuno and you and i both have like 20 zapdos now right right and it's and like you feel bad getting rid of them because i don't want to exactly i don't want to get but... rid of them yeah so what am i, but what you am I can't supposed use to do them. uh there should be a trophy case and app or Maybe. something like that again more meta we'll see We'll see moving forward. But yeah, get excited because it's starting on August 1st. You can get Raikou. So if you're like halfway through your field research or you have so many Snorlax that you want to throw up and you have already your four body slam Snorlax. See, you have I'm going to get another. My field research is going to be completed tomorrow. So but, mine. but I'm wondering if I should just save it or I'm if gonna I should. I'm going to wait. I might just get another Snorlax, but then I'll get the most Raikou if I save. I'm going to save for the Raikou. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to save for the Raikou. Maybe. I have three no, I have four body slam Snorlax because you traded me one. I did one. trade you one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm good. I don't yeah. need and or want any more Snorlax. Mm-hmm. Uh, meta relevant? Sure. 
gym defender. Nice. Great. But I, I'm good. Okay. okay. So I'm going to wait for Raiko. Maybe, maybe you'll wait. Maybe I won't. And we'll see. Yeah. Maybe. So we'll, we'll come back to Raiko later because that is going to be our focus for Pokalore later on. Mm-hmm. But before we do, let's move into Gear Up. This week, we're going to talk about Alolan Raichu and how to get your paws on your very own. He is a third tier raid boss. It's got 201 attack, 172 defense, and 120 stamina, making it kind of squishy, but difficult to solo if you're not playing the typing game correctly. Right, so we found out that I couldn't solo Raichu, but you could. You're a few levels higher than I am, I'll give you that, but you also have a more extensive dark team than I have. I don't have as many ghost dark psychic as you do, which is right. Raichu needs to be taken down. Right, so Raichu's typing is electric psychic, which is rather unique in the world of well, available and Pokemon. difficult. Right, kind of difficult, difficult as well. Uh, if you don't know what a little Raichu looks like, it looks like a Raichu, except that it's got kind of fluffy ears. He looks plastic. And <laughs> he looks like a plastic. He flies around on his tail. Version. He surfs yeah. really cute. There Big were a fan. lot of really great AR shots with the Alolan Raichu like surfing around. Yes, they're fantastic. On social media. It was really cool. Yeah. So with Electric Psychic, it kind of opens it up. It's unique for sure, but it opens up to a lot of different weaknesses that other bosses have. And the, the four main weaknesses that we're going to look at today and you should look at in your Pokemon collection before you jump into this raid is Dark, Ground, Bug, and Ghost. So the counters that you're going to want to look at are, number one, a Gengar with Shadow Claw and Shadow Ball. Shadow Claw is actually a legacy move, so you're going to have to settle for something like Hex or something else, which is just fine. Ness is playing with her ditto as Snorlax doll. He's the best. That thing is I'm rather so adorable. It's so it. round. It's so unnecessarily round. That's the point. <laughs> All right, number two is, you probably could have seen this one coming a mile away, but it is Mewtwo with Psycho Cut and Shadow Ball. Psycho Cut is Psychic and Shadow Ball is Ghost. That's why you were able to solo, because you have that Mewtwo you've been dumping into, and I have that. Yeah, my Mewtwo is, he broke over 3k, which is nowhere near max, because I believe that Mewtwo is going to be over 4k when I finally max him out. But I think I dumped, like, 100 rare candy in him from the Zapdos day, and then just powered that dude up, and then threw some TMs at him until he was where I want him to be. It's outrageous. He actually wasn't that big of a deal in this raid. The next one up, Tyranitar with double dark move, bite, and crunch. The Tyranitars that I had, because I have a lot of them powered up from doing other raids and stuff like that, those were the most useful because I had three that were that had a dark move on them. Yeah, and I only have useful. the Community Day Tyranitars that have the double rock moves. Yeah, so if you have Tyranitar and you don't have a Gengar that's a high enough level because he's kind of a glass cannon and you're not really confident in doing that and you're like, I don't want to dump Stardust into something I'm not going to use later, which is a fair thing to feel and or say. Is that say. how I sound? No, <laughs> that's how everybody sounds. But seriously, that's a fair point. If you don't want to dump Stardust into a Gengar because you're like, I'm never going to use this guy again for something else, you can definitely put some Stardust into your Tyranitar because you can just TM that guy around and reuse him later if you really want to. That's true. Mm-hmm. But if you know SmackDown, please don't. Don't do it. Don't don't quick TM on a SmackDown because that's a really good move and you want those double rock for everything else ever. Speaking of other types of Pokemon, Groudon is number four with Mudshot and Earthquake. That's pretty much the only notable ground move set that's on this list. So those are the top four, but if you're lacking a full team of those and you can kind of fill in the holes with the next seven Pokemon here, that's Houndoom with Snarl and Foul Play. Those are both dark moves. Absol, everybody's favorite elusive Absol which Ness finally got. Woo! 
That's exciting. Um, with Snarl and Dark Pulse, you can do a Banette, which is the evolved form of oh, Shuppet. I have a Banette. I have a shiny Banette. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, from Go um, With Shadow Claw and Shadow Ball, both ghost moves. You can have a Caesar with Fury Cut and X Scissor. A Pincer with the same moveset of Fury Cutter and X Scissor. Sharpedo with Double Dark, Bike, and Crunch. And then finally, an Alakazam with the same moveset that Mewtwo does, Psycho Cut, and Shadow Ball. I have all of those. I'm just still not confident in my ability to solo it. I think if you really took the time to take a look at and invest some Stardust into these particular Pokemon yeah. and tee them up the right way, it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. Because when you're soloing, Super Perfect, it yeah. means everything. Hopefully we can just get one and then I can experiment with it later on the part. Like, I just need to fill out my decks and then I'll be more open to actually playing with the solo raid part of it. With what we have left of the weekend, maybe you'll I have an we'll opportunity. Be. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So uh, when you do get this guy down, he'll have a perfect CP of 1224. Or if he's weather boosted, you're going to be looking for a 1532. And weather boost looks like windy and rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Windy for the psychic aspect and rain for the electric aspect. When you power up the entire way, you can expect a maximum CP of 2143. So like kind of yeah. good. Kind of not good at all. Yeah. Barely breaks the 2K, but it's kind of a glass cannon Pokemon, much like Gengar is, except Gengar has a much higher CPC. Alolan Raichu does. Yeah. Yeah. It's another one of those where it's good to have him. He could be effective every once in a while, but he's not a necessity for your team. So given your experience and my experience, what do you think the recommendation for group size is? For being down an yes, Alolan, Alolan Raichu. So like I bearing think... in mind level ranges. Right. I think you could do it easily with two people. As long as you have two people above 30, I think it's easy. Um, yeah. Soloing, you have to put a lot more tact into it. But I think for most levels between three and four players should be able to take down an Alolan Raichu. If you have three or four players, I would wager to say that you could probably throw typing almost to the wind mm-hmm. in a lot of cases here. But if you want to do one and two people, like you said, I would agree. Right? Level 30. Oh. Yeah. Just kind of keeping an eye on typing a little bit. Easy with two people typing almost out the window, I think. But as long as they're a higher level, but I think three or four is going to be safe. Yeah, if you and your buddies are 20, level 25-ish, I would bring four or five at mm-hmm. least. And you might be able to do it relatively. Yeah. Um, and if not, shuffle your Pokemon around. Get keep an idea it. of what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just keep trying. Literally, the difference between me having 40 seconds and having one second left on my Porygon last week was I put my Machamps in first. Mm-hmm. That made all the difference. Yeah. So just try again. You've already wasted the pass. Already, yeah. Sorry, not wasted. It's not a waste you unless did. you completely fail, I suppose. But even then, you got experience. Yeah. So did you really I was fail? able to solo the Porygon, but I only had left. Right, yeah. Right. So it makes a huge difference the order in which your Pokemon mm-hmm. are in and which one you're using. So I just didn't, don't have give that, up. didn't have that dark type down. Right. Be that positive voice in your group. We can do it. Just yeah. get your life together first. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So yeah, that's Alolan Raichu. We hope that that information helps you guys out. We'll have a link to a much more extensive guide that Pokemon Go Hub had posted. Yeah. We'll have that linked in the show notes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so visit our website to get a list of those and all the other things we've also mentioned here today. Uh, moving on to the Pokalore section. Yeah, so our previous AR shots were Zapdos and Registeel. Feel free to keep sending those through. We'll take any AR shots, of course, but we'll always have kind of our solo section for the week. Our featured Pokemon of the week is Raikou, since that guy is going to be coming up in the rotation for August. So along with Entei and Suicune, it is one of the legendary beasts resurrected by Hoho after burning the brass tower of the three legendary beasts. Raikou is said to represent the lightning strike, which ignited the fire that consumed the brass tower. So... 
as somebody that is a Gen 1-er, basically, yes. and never played Generation 2, mm-hmm. how much do you know? Because I know that there are sometimes, like, in the middle of the night, I wake you Nothing. up and I'm like, let me tell you about Pokemon. Yes. You don't know anything about Brass Tower or anything I don't. Like that. I really don't. I don't know. All right, so... I'm learning more about all of the generation on Go as we go over things, as people are talking about their excitement for these Pokemon. That's where I'm learning. I really, I don't know much about it beyond that. Okay. So the legendary Pokemon for generation two are Lugia, Ho-Oh, and then you have the three dogs. Yes. The legend of the game mm-hmm. yes. is that there was a huge tower, okay. which is... The brass tower. In a, yes, the brass tower. Mm-hmm. It burned down. It's still burned down. The ruins are there in yes. the games when you go visit them. Pokemon Journey. Oh, I remember you talking about this. Right. In so, one of those irrelevant conversations about the three legendary dogs. Yes, that I kind of like just... Just spout. <laughs> throw them at you. We're driving somewhere. I'm like, let me tell you about this thing. Yes. I, I stayed up until 1 a.m. watching YouTube videos. This and, is our life, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey. Road trips are don't exciting. Pretend that you don't love it. Just a little <laughs> bit at the very least. Um, so this, this tower burns down that was dedicated to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Three Pokemon perish in the fire. Okay. There's lots of theories on this. There's I, theories about I could it, talk yeah. about this for hours. I know conspiracy theories. Yes. Well, people think it's... Oh, I'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then Ho-Oh <laughs> comes down from the heaven and raises those three perished Pokemon. Oh, that's nice. Back to life mm-hmm. from the dead. Yes. And they manifest themselves as Raikou, mm-hmm. Entei and Suicune. Okay. Of the three, Raikou is supposed to be the, the lightning strike that struck the thing and blah, blah, blah. So let's represent that aspect of it. They okay. each represent an aspect of what happened okay. to that tower. And the prominent theory is three Pokemon that died in there were Flareon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon. Okay, okay. And so those evolved into the legendary versions of those Pokemon mm-hmm. and manifested into mm-hmm. the dogs that correspond with their typing. Okay. Appropriately so. Right. Continue. So Raikou is a quadruped yellow tiger-like Pokemon with black stripes and a white underside. It has a thin, light blue tail with sharp angles and a spark-shaped formation at the end. Most of its face consists of thick white fur and shorter yellow fur around its red eyes. Raikou's muzzle is a light blue X, and it has a black faceplate with two bumps that covers its forehead, nose, and ears. Raikou has two long fangs that make its appearance similar to the saber-toothed cat. Its large claws each converge to form a single point and never actually retract at any point in time. Extra fur hangs off its body in front of its thighs. Raikou has a mane across its back that resembles dull purple rain clouds and allows it to shoot bolts of lightning. Like Chris said earlier, it's about the best meta electric attacker that you can find in the game. So what you're looking for is its attack set is 241, which puts it at 16 out of 182. You're going to want Thundershock and Wild Charge for its attack moves. Otherwise, Volt Switch and Wild Charge, these are all electric sets together. Thundershock, Thunderbolt, again, all electric sets together. None of its movesets are actually really bad at all. Thunder is kind of a lackluster move for what it costs to use. Right. You want the other ones, but... The fact that all of its movesets together are good is pretty outstanding. Wild Charge does 90, and it's a two-charge bar move, and Thunderbolt mm-hmm. does 80 for this in cost. Right. So Wild Charge is just objectively a better version of what Thunderbolt right, could right. offer. So it's a really good attacker. Its defense is good. Its stamina is good. It's an overall pretty good Pokemon. It's a beefier version of Zapdos. It's mm-hmm. moveset allowage. I like the idea of him. I think he'll be a good addition to the list. Just, again, a bummer that you can't put him in gyms. As it is with most legendary Pokemon, yeah. except for... Well, I 
guess actually especially the mm-hmm. um but yeah with a maximum cp of 3349 anything that's going to take any extra damage electric type attackers in general you want this pokemon on your yeah it's just so strong there's right. no way around it no bones about it it's mm-hmm. incredibly strong so knowing what you know about this pokemon on a scale of one to ten one being useless and ten being absolutely you must have this pokemon at all points in time mm-hmm. where would you place right i'm gonna say an eight or a nine um it's its attack is really great it's going to be a top tier electric pokemon right now what we see with raid bosses and things doesn't really call for a really good electric pokemon from what i've seen you really don't have to power up your electric team too much but when you need one it looks like raikou is going to be the best shot yeah i think the only instances where they really shine vaporeon were yeah but even the, the legendary birds yes but save zapdos mm-hmm. right because they have flying type as well moltres and articuno take extra damage right right from raikou we're not going to have it for, well actually we will have them for moltres day mm-hmm. that's exciting yeah so grab a handful of these guys for your special research for moltres day if you don't have a couple mm-hmm. already what and they think? should be pretty good ivy what do i think yeah i'm gonna say a nine yeah. there's rarely you a really pokemon like yeah. i do actually out of the legendary dogs raikou mm-hmm. is my least favorite really yeah mm-hmm. suicune's my favorite i look forward to learning more about the yeah you're going to really up. like them yeah. Entei is great because he's the one that's in the movie okay <laughs> And we'll have to watch that movie together sometime and we'll come back and tell everybody what you thought about okay, it. That's okay. That's a really great movie. Sure. It's, it's where they introduced Unknown for like the first time, too. We're working our way through all of the Indigo League again. Yeah, well, that's a trip, isn't it? So we, we've, My been, word. <laughs> we've been doing that. Goodness. I'm sure we'll get to the rest of the Poco movies, too. I think, again, I stopped after Gen 1. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing so much of yes. my Ultra Moon. Yeah, every single night, about an hour before bed, I play some Ultra Moon on my Game Boy. Growing up is nice. You can it, have ice cream and alcohol and Pokemon whenever. You... I never when I grow up. <laughs> no, uh, have I told you about my team I've got going on right there? No. Qu- quick side note before we come back to Raikou. Oh, let me just finish my point. So nine out of ten for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, very rare that yes. people have so many great things to say about a legendary Pokemon like this. Mm-hmm. While I do think the design of the Pokemon is kind of weird way too many colors going on i'm not a huge fan i understand all the symbolism he almost looks like a actually all three of the legendary dogs kind of look like a chinese inspired art piece yeah he kind of looks like a i mean he looks like the storm he's supposed to be a part of like he looks like (laughs) he looks like what he's supposed to look like no but i mean like he he looks like clouds and lightning and like he's everything in that storm system so yes but you're right it's a lot there's (laughs) there's just so much going on yeah he looks like an amalgamate almost like a chimera Kind of, yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah. Entei is probably the one Edward. that has the most cohesive grouping. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nina! Full Malachimist. Those listening at home. So let me tell you about my Ultra Moon team really quick. So I started off with the, the Grass Starter. You don't know any of these I Pokemon at all. I, I know the starters. The interest, you know Rowlet, right? The little nope, owl. I take that back. The I little don't. owl. No. The Grass Starter? No. You know Litten? I know Litten. The Fire Kitten? Yes, I know Litten the Fire Kitten. And do you know Poplio? No. The, you don't know the Starter? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Guys. Poplio is a seal. It's like a okay. little seal okay. thing. Okay, okay. You know, because we needed another one because we didn't already have seal. two other Sphiel <laughs> and seal. seal. And now we have Poplio, whatever. Poplio is kind of like a play on a circus okay. or a sea lion, I okay. guess. Who oh. knows anymore? I start out with, with Rowlet, which is a grass owl type 
Mm-hmm. And I never start with the grass starter. I think I a month ago when I started this game, I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I started with the grass starter. Again, I just hit her with this out of nowhere. It's like, I just, you know, you should know. I started with the grass starter and I'm really regretting it. And you're like, that's nice. <laughs> and moved on with your life. But let me tell you, beginning of that game, tough with the grass starter. Yeah. The ending of that game, because it's third stage evolution, is a grass ghost type. Ooh. Whoa. Spooky grass. He is. He's a spooky. Scary tree. He looks like he's got a hood on and he's got glasses and it's crazy. He's an owl. It's fantastic. A lot of things just aren't effective against him, so that's always great. Um, but yeah, I've got him going on. I picked up a, a Larvitar really early on okay. in that game. Yeah, he's you, not yeah, he quite me. a Tyranitar yet. I'm mm-hmm. almost there. I had a Metagross for a while, but he was not very helpful. Mm-hmm. Got an Alolan Raichu, oh. who also knows Surf, because you get a Good. Pikachu that knows Surf somewhere along the way by doing Mantime yep. Surfing minigames. Fantastic, okay, okay. let me tell you. Okay. And then I've also got a Crobat. Now, those listening at home, my personal opinion about Zubat and Golbat is relatively low because I played red and blue as a Anybody child. Anybody who ever went through Mount Moon has no respect for Zubats. Right. Not at all. Rightfully <laughs> so. Rightfully so. You hate them. They're kind of obnoxious. But yeah. Crobat has changed my life. The way that I view Zubats and Golbats has changed. Okay, actually, not really. They're kind of like just tools to get to the Crobats that I love. But Crobat is an amazing Pokemon. It's probably the strongest Pokemon on my team in a lot wow. of respects. Yes. See, I, I can't imagine that just because I was reading the Pokedex entries and I got to Crobat and it was talking about how it had four wings, one on each appendage, and that it would just fly forever and it would just randomly switch ring, wings as it got tired. And that was its Pokedex entry. And I was like, well, that's a good That's it? There's a lot more to that Pokemon. No, that's really all that it was talking about. It's oh. like it has wings on its feet and sometimes it flaps with an arm and a it foot. It also moves <laughs> silently and then it sucks the... Its teeth are so sharp, I believe the Pokedex entry is, its teeth are so sharp that it bites victims before they even notice that you're there and it sucks all the blood out of your body in like seconds. Do it. It's great. Okay. And I've also got a, a Gyarados, which okay, I, I think I swapped out for something else, but that's pretty much it. I think most people's Alola teams look similar to that. I believe so. If you're playing through Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, please send us your team listing. We'd love to talk to you guys about this. You can go ahead and send them to mail at gocastpodcast.com. So that's going to bring us, I believe, towards the end of our show. But not before we tell you guys what you guys should send in for uh, AR shots this upcoming week. Since we've been talking so much about Alolan Pokemon, send us any Alolan AR shot. If you just hatch them, you can't do an AR shot with that's them. That's true. So if you catch an Alolan Rattata... In, the, in wild. the wild, go for it. Um, but so pretty much, Alolan Ranata is one of the only candidates, and then any of I'm the raid bosses. St- I'm still seeing Geodude. I don't know if I should, but my work spawns strange regular Geodude. No, right? I've I've seen a couple of Lolans this past really? week. Really? Yeah, I thought That's they were supposed to go away, but they they should still there. You know what? I think you're not the only person I've seen reports of that from. Yeah. So hmm, keep okay, your eyes okay, up for that. Probat. If this Pokemon is flying by fluttering only a pair of wings on their forelegs or hind legs, it's proof that Crobat has been flying a long distance. It switches the wings it uses if it is tired. That's it. There's more to it in other... That's... Oh, you're in Pokemon Go, right? Yeah, the Pokemon Go. Yeah, decks. in uh, the expanded stuff yeah. from the other games, because every game has a kind of a different Pokedex entry. They're so funny. In they here. are really funny. Yeah, some of them, <laughs> like, you feel like the designers got a little bit lazy or tired. I just want to... <laughs> That's what I want to do. <laughs> That's just good design right there. It is. Anyway, um, Alolan Executor, Marowak, or Raichu, especially if it's Raichu, bonus points to you, because we did just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and send us uh, your AR 
photographs of any of those guys yeah. to mail at gocastpodcast.com or tweet them at us at gocastpodcast. You can also post them to our Facebook page. You can find this uh, at the Gocast Podcast, or you can just visit our website and send us an email from there. It's a really useful, fun form yeah. instead of going through Gmail, I guess, at www.gocastpodcast.com. And then one final reminder that if you do like us and you do listen to us, Please give us a subscribe or a follow. Leave us a review. And leave us a review. Yes. All of that is so incredibly helpful to help this show grow and get off the... Yay. Thanks for listening. Like a... You're very, <laughs> you're very important to us. We appreciate you guys listening. Thanks again. Um, Ness, any concluding thoughts? What's your goal for next week? My goal for next week... Gosh, I haven't even set goals for next week. I don't know if I can make level 35 by the end of this week. But I'm going to keep filling my decks. I want an Alolan Raichu. That is my goal. Okay. I'm going to get an Alolan Raichu by next week. Okay. And then I'm going to figure out how to solo it. Oh, we also got our Registeels the past week. Yes. I forgot to mention. Yeah, we got Reg. Dang. But Alolan Raichu, more importantly. It is kind of more important. Yeah. That, that's what I That's want. so how unnotable Registeel is. <laughs> my goodness. What um, about you? What do you want to do this next week? I'm going to hit level 37. There you go. I'm going to hit level Atta 37. Boy. Yep. And I'm going to get my Alola Marowak. Yes. Yep. And yeah, I have end, the Marowak. He has the Raichu. Then. Yeah, that's how it and works right we'll, now. But we both want at least one of each. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those are our goals. Okay. We'll check in with you guys next week. I'm going to be out of town, so it might be a little bit bit weird for the Mm -hmm. scheduling, but we are going to, we're committed to having a show out one way or another. So until then, have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.